Welcome in to another Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast and the first one of a new season. My name is Gabe Anderson, and I'm joined as always by Chris Emerson. Chris, how are we doing? Uh, we're doing good. We're doing real good. You know, we're fourth in the West. Uh, can't be mad at that. Absolutely. So we're, we're going to talk about everything, the Denver game, the Boston game, maybe even a little the Jazz game as well. But first, it just came out a little bit ago. My, I would say this is minor news considering how much yeah. he he plays um, on a night-to-night basis. But Jordan McLaughlin out with out at least four weeks. Your, your reaction to that? No reaction. I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's not great because he's kind of like, uh, you know, I think he is a morale booster kind of. I think guys like him, but um, yeah, it doesn't. I don't think it's going to affect our play or our team really at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, we we might need. I could see us going out and maybe picking someone up, like it's just as a, or, or maybe show a little more faith in Shake Milton who. He hasn't really done much so far. Um, yeah, may, maybe he gets a little more of a spotlight. I mean, J-Mac, what? He's hit a couple shots this year and played a couple minutes. Hasn't really done too much. Now, if the injuries start piling up like that, then maybe we have an issue. But I, I don't know. I, I don't mean, see it as a big issue. To be honest, that Deshaun Nix or Deshaun Nix, that, yeah. that thick dude with kind of the afro, he's a point guard and he's a defender and he's rugged. And I wouldn't mind him just taking those minutes, next man up type thing. He might be better than McLaughlin and he's sitting on our bench right now. Right. And when we say taking those minutes, we're talking like six. Like what? He played. Yeah, three, he gets to play when year. we're up by 20. When we're up by 20, a different guy gets to play. Yeah, for sure. So, Jared, I it was actually I, I saw it in the group chat and I was like four to six weeks and I was freaking out and then I was like oh oh it's J Mac okay yeah, yeah. it's good now uh, yeah. okay cool cool so anyway moving forward let, let, let's talk about the wolves a little bit and and it's you, you got to start with what have we seen this season out of Anthony Edwards that we haven't seen in past seasons? Or is this just the general progression of a superstar? Do you think he's at the superstar level yet? Um, God. I mean, those the levels are so silly. Like, they're just made-up categories. But for me, myself, I would say I'm going to want to see you win playoff series almost single, or at least as the lead dog. Um, to be considered a superstar. So I'd say, no, he's not that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, although he played good enough to win playoff series. So may- maybe, I don't know. But what we've seen from him, um, and it's something I think I even asked for maybe the beginning of last year. I said, the one thing I want to see him do, no, I think I said defense last year, which he's picking up. Yeah, he's been but, great. Uh, the extra things, you know, like rebound, couple more assists. That's what I really wanted to see. And that's what he's doing. I mean, we've had... Rudy Gobert, you know, almost lead the league in rebounding last year. And Carl Anthony Towns, when he was playing with us at the end of the season, was still getting, you know, eight, nine rebounds a game. And we were still getting out rebounded every every night. So we yep. needed the guards to really pick up that rebounding. And he has taken that on, uh, you know, ex- exceptionally well. So I would say He's doing everything other than scoring and still continuing his scoring. So, yeah, he's made a huge jump this season. 
Yeah, he has. And we saw it, we saw it a little bit in FIBA ball where you're like, oh, look, he's the number one guy on, well, what we thought was going to be the number one team. But And I, I was listening to uh, the uh, – what's it called? The, the podcast I listened to on the Wolves, Locked on Wolves. And he started the show today – by the way, go listen to it if you get a shot. He started the the show today by saying – this is this Timberwolves team has the highest floor and super high ceiling of any Timberwolves team that we've had in years. Like honestly, uh, minus minus like colossal injuries. Like Ant gets hurt, Cat gets hurt, everything falls off. We trade Conley because because everyone's hurt or whatever. Man, I don't see this team not winning at least forty five games. Yeah, you know, I'm terrible at the how many games thing. Like, I just, that doesn't, for some reason, my brain doesn't work that way. But for me, I would say I would be amazed if we're not a six seed or better. I don't know if that's kind of saying the same thing. But, right. I mean, uh, to be a four seed, I don't think would, would be that surprising to me. You know, and that's where we're at now. I think we could be able to at least be in the fight for this spot all year. Yeah, absolutely. So, so let, let let's talk about kind of last night's game against. But I want to oh, say one thing about that, which with that podcast you said. So he said, you know, the best team maybe ever, you know, and that sounds super crazy. You know, we had a Western Conference Finals team, but people need to understand, like that are maybe new Timberwolves fans or maybe just younger people. Like the Timberwolves have made it out of the first round one time. Uh-huh. In all of history. So, like, yeah, we could easily have the best team. Like, it's not like that team with Garnett was, like, I mean, they, they played well, but, like, they were kind of – a lot of them were kind of past their prime. Like, it wasn't really that great of a team. We had Irvin Johnson starting at center. Like, it was an okay team. You know, mm-hmm. Garnett was a monster. And that's what we need. We need – we need Edwards to be in MVP talk type play. Like he needs to be talked in as a top five player in the MVP race. Rudy needs to be a defensive player of the year. And Cat needs to, you know, be a 20 point scorer and, you know, a lethal shooter. That's what he we need. And we're getting, we're getting two of those right now. Right. If Cat steps up and plays the way he easily should be able to play. Um, and if he plays within the system and doesn't do things that make, make us worse, um, it's easy to say we probably have the best team in Timberwolves history currently, right now. I agree. I agree. And let's talk about that. How about the fact there were so many things in that Denver game last, no, uh, excuse me, that Boston game last night that went against us. Rudy Gobert shooting two for 11 from the free throw line. Right. Uh, 20, 23 turnovers. Cat having seven points following out and just – not not taking taking advantage of his matchup. We well, only everything. Had... Yeah, go ahead. Everything that they tried to every move they played on us, every chess move they played worked perfectly. They put mm. a point guard on Cat, which I've been saying for years. If Cat can't punish a, a shooting guard that defends him, then all of his benefit is gone. He's just a slow two guard. You know, like if you mm-hmm. can't post up and kill a little guy, you're no longer a big man. You're just a shooting guard. So that worked. And then they they were daring McDaniels to shoot. And the first 
half or at least the first quarter, he was like 0 for 6. So like everything was working for them. You know, every every pawn they played was working great. And like you said, it we just hung in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with you. And it, it was it was great because also I want to say that he's been getting some hate online from someone in particular. But I think Mike Conley is the perfect match for this team. He's not a guy. He's not a high usage guy. He's not needed to uh, throw up a lot of shots. See, that's the thing, and this is what I said in in the chat that we were talking about. D'Lo is a better player than Mike Conley at this point of his career, at least a better scorer. But Mike Conley is a better fit for what we're doing because Mike Conley on offense, he is like probably the fifth option on the court right now. We don't need him to chuck up threes. If he's wide open, sure, put up a three, or Ant penetrates, kicks it out to the corner to a Conley, but – he, we don't need him to do D-Lo things in order to succeed, and I think we're seeing that this year. And I think even more importantly, you don't want him to. And I think right. that's something people don't understand when they're looking at trades or when they're looking at how a, uh, a roster is built is you might see, um, God, that point guard only averages X amount of points a game or, well, like, he can't really shoot or whatever. But it's like you don't, you can't have five guys that are 20-point scores. Like, that, can't, that doesn't happen. There's not enough basketballs. There's not enough shots. So you need a guy that just makes the perfect, you know, hockey assist. Or when it swings to him, he swings it to the right place. Or when there's a guy driving to the lane, he spaces out to the three-point line to pull his defender. Like the little things that make the game work, that's what you need. And that's what Connolly does. And he hit three shots that game maybe. And he had a little floater. I think to tie the game or to like, to like, it was huge hit that huge three pointer that pretty much gave us a chance to win the game. Like that's what you need. You need a guy that isn't going to be, you know, isn't going to be 10 for 20. I want a guy who's three for four, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Right. Yeah. And that's what Mike Conley's definitely bringing. So let's talk about Anthony Edwards just a little more because his performance in overtime was something – I mean, that's – against the best team in the league, basically putting the team on your back. Now we can talk about a little bit, maybe some bad shot selection here and there in the clutch time, which I know I was I was at the game with my dad. He's kind of old school, so he hates whether or not like – I don't know, like setting three picks and setting back screens and back backdooring people in crunch time. But maybe that's just the way the NBA is going, where you just give the ball to your star and he just – tries to make a basket. Now, now maybe that's different in places like San Antonio where they don't necessarily have a, a star in isolation. But, but man, Ant in overtime was just something special. And just another chapter in Ant's legacy book here that's going to be long at the, end of the, at the end of his career. 200%. I mean, and, and your dad is right also. Like there's, there's a place and time for all of it. Uh, and, and I am kind of sometimes frustrated with how end of game is superstar ISO on a guy, you know, super, right. but it, it, the reason they do it must be because it's effective. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's gotta be a reason. And even if it just breaks down the defense and, and that superstar hopefully is willing to pass to an open guy, which Edwards did to McDaniels for a huge three. So, yeah, I mean, his 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 ability to be like oh it's time to win give me the ball 
that is something that, you know, it's cliche to say is rare, but it is. And there's guys who want to be that guy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to like bash on Carl Anthony Towns, but he wants to be that guy to take the last shot, but he's not that guy. Like mm-hmm. he's not the guy to take the last shot. He, he it's not in him, but he, he wants to be the guy that is that. And it's just not him. It is mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards. He's him. And, you know, he will, he will be that till the day he dies. And we're lucky to have it because it's, it's a, it's a luxury that a lot of teams don't have. It's the guy that can completely go molten lava and win you a game. Mm-hmm. And let, let's look at the, I just want to ask this hypothetical question. Do yeah. you think that let's say, what, what would it, okay. He, here's how I'll frame the question. What would it take to, to make it where, the number one Timberwolf of all time is Anthony. What what would it take for him to surpass Kevin Garnett in the pantheon for Wolves fans? Or is does it just have to do with age? Like will people like people who grew up with KG? Is it like the Jordan LeBron yeah. thing? There'll where, be a lot. Yeah, go there'll ahead. be a lot of that. Oh, I watched him. Like you know, you grew up as a as a you know 11, 12 year old with KG. He's going to be your favorite forever. But like, if you want to be logical, I would say, you know, he's Anthony Edwards is going to have to, you know, on his back, bring us deep in the playoffs. I mean, that's what KG did. Um, So and and I don't think he's too far from that. But if he can get. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, he just needs longevity at this point. Like, I'm not going to say. You know, like, I can't put, you know, a guy like Jimmy Butler on my all time Timberwolves, you know. Right, mountain because he's been he was here like a year and a half. Same as like, he doesn't he doesn't even acknowledge it. Yeah, but I'm just like as a reference, you know, even like <laughs> right. Steph, you know, even like uh, you know Spreewell or Cassell, like none of those guys can really count for me because they haven't had longevity. So like, right, you know, if he gets ten years in and he's you know multiple time you know playoffs, obviously, and making a push through multiple rounds, I think he has it. I mean. I, I don't think there's a reason for him not to be able to to reach those those expectations, especially with what we've seen so far, especially this year with him stepping up on the other things, the rebounds, the assists, the defense. Like he's willing to lock up anybody and everybody. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's amazing to watch him right now. We're it is, yeah, it is. It, it's great because for years. Like other than uh, unless you're a diehard Wolves fan, there's no for years before there's no reason to go to Target Center. Like no. like uh, unless unless you're the you're going to watch the other team, like let's say LeBron's in town, Paul George is in town. There was no reason like, hey, I have to be at this game tonight. Now there's someone like Anthony Edwards where you could say like, I don't know what he's gonna do. Like yeah. he could do he could he could posterize someone. He could go for he could go for fifty. He could he could put the team on his back. Like they, there's absolutely a reason to go to Target Center. And like I was listening to you ever heard the the No Dunks podcast, and they were watching the game on TV, and they said the crowd was absolutely electric. And being at the game, people are responding to his greatness. And Target Center is just a fun place to be right now. Yeah, uh, it sounded, you know, the beginning, it didn't sound great, obviously, like most games, but like at the end, when the when the battle was happening, it sounded great. And they mentioned it on the on the telecast that how loud it was. And um, mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's what we need. And I, I, you know, I've proposed some options. Hey, if you're, if you're listening, um, you know, A-Rod, you know, make the upper deck a $5 ticket after tip off for whoever comes to the door, like fill it up, you Mm -hmm. know? And if you're under, if you're under 15, it's free. Like, like just get people in there. You know, why have Mm -hmm. empty seats? Yeah, no. Let that place happen. And they'll they'll pay you. They'll they'll go and buy like they'll go and buy a pot an overpriced popcorn or hot dog or beer or something. Yeah. Like that. They'll yeah. do it. And even more importantly, you'll make that environment cool. And maybe mm-hmm. you'll you'll build you know six hundred more Timberwolves fans, and maybe ten of them will buy season tickets. You know when right. they're you know twenty years from there. Who knows? But right. just make the place cool. Make it loud. Make it fun. And to your point, I did see um, the Wolves hit 12 threes last night, so I took advantage of that uh, free beef and cheddar thing. I noticed – yeah, it was great. I noticed on the promotion under it, there was actually – and by the way, if you're listening right now, you're probably listening on a Wednesday. You can take advantage of this. Now, they're upper deck tickets, but with that promotion, you can – they were giving away free tickets if you look on the bottom. So – in the upper deck. So I'm just saying, if you're if you're listening and you want free tickets, go check out the We Have the Threes promotion. And I, I if I if I already wasn't going to the game with a friend, I might have done it. So so to your to your point, they are kind of doing small things like that to try it's to pack, yeah, which is smart, which is absolutely smart. Now when you get into like like what? Like what's a team that's been good for forever? Like. Uh, 76er territory where it's filled anyway, then you don't yeah. have to do those things. But no. when you when you build towards that, this is how you build towards that. Exactly, exactly. And and also, I big news. I found out that I'm actually gonna go. My friend lives in Dallas, so we're going to a Wolves uh, Dallas game. Uh, so that should be seeing Luca in person in Dallas. I'm gonna That's have cool. To, yeah, no, I'm excited. I've I've never seen. I've seen. Um, I've seen NBA in different arenas, but I've never seen a Wolves game on the road. So I'm going so. to Wolves Bucks in February. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. Yeah, in Milwaukee. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Hopefully you, you'd think that Giannis and DeLillard would play, but you never know if with, with the new I'm rules. I'm not worried that, about them. I don't think they're that, that good. Right. Yeah. Lillard, Lillard, I, I heard a stat that he's like a negative 53. When he's on the court, <laughs> and he's a the terrible Buc- defender, he is I a mean, bad defender. He's a terrible defender. Like there, there, there's some flaws there. And when you're playing in Portland and nobody really expects much from you, and mm-hmm. you can shoot, you know, thirty-five times a game, you can put up some cool numbers, and you know, nobody's mm-hmm. really paying attention. So whatever. But now, you know, you're going to have a little more scrutiny if you're going to be a number one, two, three seed type thing. And right, we'll see what happens, but. I'm not too worried about them. They'll have yeah, to deal with us. Yeah, one what one note on on the Milwaukee Bucks, our good friend Michael Beasley has hasn't played too much for them. And I think the Malik, reason is Malik. Malik. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, Michael Beasley hasn't played either, but that's for other reasons. Uh, but Malik Beasley hasn't played too much for them. And I think it's because you can't justify playing um Damian Lillard and Malik Beasley at the same time. It's just two bad defensive guards. Remember, I mean, remember when Malik Beasley said he wanted to be defensive player of the year? 
Yeah, and I remember the Milwaukee Bucks tweeting out something this year that said they're going to have Beasley guard the other team's number one option. (laughs) And I said, good luck with that. (laughs) Dude, like like guards against Milwaukee this year, like Brunson went for 45. Someone last night went for 45. I forgot who it was. They have no perimeter defense. Yeah, no no perimeter. And should eat. And should absolutely eat. Yeah, when they play Milwaukee. So let's talk about another guy who's been playing fantastic, someone who you mentioned a little bit earlier. How about the fact those of us who didn't freak out about Rudy Gobert having a rough year last year and knew that it took time to – that Rome was not built in a day. And the that fact a three-time that Rudy, defensive player of the year doesn't just poof, turn into an average player. Yeah, exactly. How about the fact that Rudy Gobert is the number one rated defensive player, not on the Wolves, not in the Western Conference, in the entire league? And it's not even close. And it wasn't close. He's like, um, you know, they do it by, you know, a number, whatever. And he's like three, he's like 101. And the next best is like 103 and then 103, then 104. So he's like multiple points ahead of second place. Yeah, he's crushing it. And it's and he passes the eye test. And not only that, you can t- I mean, he is jumping out of the gym like he's catching yep. those alley oops and both of his elbows are above the rim as he's slamming yep. it down. Like he is that that one handed. I think it was a, a reach back right handed alley oop he caught was sick. That was great. Um, I, 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 I saw that live. I I thought he threw it too high. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? And then he just comes down with it. It was like, what? Yeah. He's defending on the perimeter amazingly. Um, yeah, like, yeah, it's almost like this Hall of Fame defender, maybe go down as maybe one of the greatest defenders of all time, accolades-wise, um, is good at playing basketball. Who would have guessed it, you know? And not only that, he has us all playing well. Like, that mentality, that, like, um, you know, hard hat, bring the hard hat to the game type, you know, work hard, don't give up anything type mentality is rubbing off. Right. And um, he's hustling back. No, I, I it's it's working. We'll put it that way. And I, I thought he played fantastic defense on Christoph Porzingis. Now, Porzingis hit a couple shots because he's Christoph Porzingis and he's going to do that every night. But I think he held him to 20 and he had he was like five for 14 from the field. And he contested basically every Porzingis shot. And man, yeah. he, he he was he he's just been great. And like you said, him and Jaden and even Ants is if they can stay healthy, man, what a defensive core. I mean, with a number who would have thought, who would have thought a couple of years ago that we could be the number one defensive team when we had like D'Lo and Malik Beasley and just bad defenders. Mike, Mike Conley, a great defender. I wouldn't say great, but pretty good defender as well. Better than D'Lo, certainly. Well, and in those same ratings, Carl Anthony Towns is rated like sixth. Like right. he's defending his butt off. Like him and Nas both. One of the biggest problems that we were that we had was those guys can't defend in space. And I, I Cat is still miserable if he's like running out to the three point line to contest, and he mm-hmm. like like he'll fly by everybody. Like he can't put the brakes on at all. But if he's if he's got his feet set and a guy's trying to like dribble on him. He's holding his own on the perimeter, and so is Nas. Like 
they're sliding their feet and they're cutting off angles. And I mean, I've been very impressed with the way that those bigs have been handling it. Nas Reed, for example, was chasing around that Hauser, that three-point shooter, all second half last game for mm-hmm. Boston. I mean, running off screens and stuff. You got big old Nas Reed doing that. Like, and he was staying right with them. Uh, our defense is is connected and aggressive. And it's it's real. I really like. And I saw that we're like second in the league in least fouls. Yeah, that's give crazy. Me, give me all of that. Right. And also, and just another point to our defense. Like, let's say, okay, Ant's great, but he's not going to go for thirty eight and be crazy every single night. But right. if our defense is there, nine in and nine out, he's not going to have to. He's not going to have to against a lot of these teams. Now, maybe against like. Denver or or Boston, you might have to go all out like that. But oh, those he, two teams are really good. You know, those two teams have only lost two games combined. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard who they lost against too. Uh, oh, both of them were to us. Okay, just making sure. Here, here's another thing: is this the most like? Is this if we're if we're counting? Let, let's say the week is from Wednesday to tomorrow, to this Wednesday, or to mm-hmm. Tuesday, so a whole week. Is this the most impressive uh, week the Wolves have had in years? Because oh, yeah. it's got to be, right? And we've played – I mean, and the crazy thing is impressive, is, and Carl Anthony Towns gave us zero, you know, last right. game. And he sh- – I mean, he could easily be giving us 25 and 10. And like, if, mm-hmm. he, if he put up 25 and 10, you'd be like, yeah, that's kind of what he – like that's about what I would expect, you know. Mm-hmm. So like giving us, you know, whatever it was, like four points and seven turnovers, um, and we still win. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we we're a real good team, you know. Mm-hmm. We're coached well, we're playing well, we we're disciplined, and we'll be there to the end, you know. Knock on wood, no no major injuries. Right, and J Mac doesn't count as a major injury, guys. So he does not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely so who give me one guy who you want to see like i know a lot of guys have been playing well nas reed cat or no no not cat but ants uh Jaden looked good last night who's one guy particularly off the bench that you want to see kind of step up because for me it's definitely shake milton now yep. i know i know he's not on a huge contract, so you can't expect too much. But he had some games where he'd go off for 20, 25 with, with the 76ers. Maybe it's because he's just not getting the playing time, or maybe his shot isn't there yet. I don't know. But I'd like to see him step up a little bit. So part of the part of the allure behind Shake Milton is he's always been a guy that can get can give you five, six, seven minutes for you know a week or two, and then maybe he'll maybe a guy will go down and he'll have to play 25 minutes and he'll step in and give you 30 points. Like he's a guy who's supposedly always ready, always ready to go professional kind of guy. And uh, he needs to step up for sure because yeah, we're not paying him a ton, but his role is large. Like he mm-hmm. is the only guard we have off the bench. Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, right. it's him. I, I don't even know who, like who else can you rely on as a guard, you know, nah, I guess. Um, and he needs to step up too. So I would say, yeah, probably both those guys need to mm-hmm. really step up um, for us to for us to make any noise. You know, long term, we need more. We need more from the guard position for sure. Right, for sure. And I want to circle back to another thing. 
just yeah. just the 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 question that's out there, particularly after a bad night from Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Are you on the trade cat bus at this at this moment? I mean, for the last three years, I have been, and I'm okay. going to continue continue to be there. Yeah, like for sure, he doesn't fit. You know, like he he might be like his value that he brings um, that he can bring can be immense. Um, but that value is not, is not really needed here. Like his value doesn't match up with our need. Like we need a guy that the value matches up closer with our need. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we need, we need to move him, uh, whenever we can. Um, but also we need to get, you know, we need to get good value back. Right. For sure. For sure. And like, I'm not it, looking to move him just for bums or backups. Like if right. we trade Carl Anthony Towns, we need to have a new starter in our lineup, you know, coming in. Not like, oh, we got three good role players and some draft picks. No, I need a guy like I need a, mm -hmm. a guy that can score us 20 points a game every night because that's what we're right. losing. And we can't lose D'Lo and Cat back to back years and replace them with guys with no one who can, you know, shoulder 20 points a game every night to help not to help uh, Edwards out. Okay. Here's what, here's what I want you to do. Give me, give me a name. Give me one name, one guy who obviously it's hard to know exactly. I'll give you four. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> here's the four names I would go after um, in no order. Zach Levine, DeJounte Murray, um, Anthony Simons yep. and Tyler Hero. All four of those guys have been talked about as being traded um, on the trade block. Um, all four of those guys are playing on teams that are either not doing good or, um, you know, could be doing better, you know, like, like right. underperforming. Um, all those guys have large enough contracts where it'll match up pretty easily. You can make an easy trade with Carl Anthony Towns. Um, and I would say, you know, I don't know what Towns' value is league-wide. So maybe maybe all those guys are more valuable than Towns and they're all no chance. But I don't know. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's not a lot of seven-footers that, you know, were all NBA players a couple years ago that averaged 25, 13, and 5. Like, that's mm -hmm. hard to do. So I don't know, but those oh, would be the guys I would shoot for first. I'll throw in one more guy. Potentially, I don't even know if they're willing to to move him because he is on a pretty good contract. Mikel Bridges, I'd love to bring him in here. I, I feel like he would be a good match. Now, Anthony Simons is hurt right now, I believe, yep. but he'd still be a good guy to get. So anyway, we're gonna put we're gonna put a bookmark in it there. Timberwolves play the Pelicans tomorrow or today if you're listening to it on a Wednesday. And then they play – the play-in tournament comes off uh, against uh, Victor Wembanyama and the Spurs. And this is yeah. the Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. Thank Chris, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, no problem. We'll be able to take the C.J. McCollum-less uh, Pelicans out. Absolutely. And this is the Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and give us a five-star rating on Spotify. And as always, go Wolves.